I've always been open to the strange and paranormal, but recently I had an experience that was so bizarre, there's no doubt in my mind that it was real. I live in Big Rapids, Michigan. I have this friend Steve who loves to scour the internet for supernatural and conspiracy stuff. One day, he came to my house all excited about something that he found on Reddit. To me, that was already a red flag. He said there's been chatter about a supposedly abandoned underground military bunker in the Huron-Manistee National Forest. I never heard anything like that and just laughed at him, but he tried to talk me into checking it out. I was skeptical, but he showed me the Reddit thread, which even had pictures from the alleged site. Someone posted coordinates and landmarks in case anyone wanted to look for it. Here's the thing. There were also sightings of a strange creature in the area, and people speculated that it was connected to the hidden bunker. I know your listeners are familiar with Dogmen. There's tons of stories on your channel about encounters all over the country. Michigan is actually known for its Dogman sightings. Even in my hometown of Big Rapids, I've heard about it from some time from the old-timers, but I've never seen one myself. The creature that people describe sounded a lot like the Dogman, basically a werewolf-type creature. Steve didn't want to go alone, and I finally gave in, as long as he treated me to an eight-corner all-meaty from Jet's Pizza. The Huron-Manistee National Forests cover nearly 100,000 acres. Steve followed a map, and the coordinates took us up a trail. But then we took a narrower trail and went deep into the woods. I had no idea where we were and began to worry. As we hiked, we heard rustling sounds nearby. I was a little concerned because there's bobcats and bears in the forest, and I'm pretty sure we weren't on any kind of official trail. I swore I smelled something too, like rotting meat and sulfur. It didn't bother Steve, so I kept my mouth shut. Then we heard something else. I don't know exactly what it was, but it sounded like a hyena, which would be crazy. It was fairly close, too. I said we should head back and that this was just a wild goose chase, but Steve insisted we were close and even pointed to a large white pine with carvings in the trunk that he was sure the Redditors mentioned. We finally came upon a small hill that housed a concrete door buried under a bunch of foliage. I couldn't believe it, and Steve had no qualms about rubbing it in my face. Still, I was worried about whatever animal made those weird sounds. Steve was only focused on one thing, as he pulled open the door and went inside. I reluctantly followed. We used the flashlights on our phones to look around. It was mostly empty, except for some old beer cans. From the outside, you wouldn't be able to tell how big the place was. But as we went further, I realized it was a sprawling complex. There were several rooms, some with old dusty tables and cabinets and gurneys. It looked like a medical or a research facility. Steve took a lot of pictures. It's clear it hadn't been used in decades but I couldn't understand how this place stayed a secret all these years. Steve said the Redditors thought the military did some kind of secret experiments during World War II. I would have laughed before, but at that point, I thought anything was possible. He was intent on finding something that would prove those theories. But outside of some old rusted equipment, there was nothing. 
I was hesitant to go any further, as the place was a large labyrinth. Steve made fun of me, but then we heard noises somewhere up ahead. It was the sound of clattering metal, like someone was knocking things over. I grabbed Steve and tried to head back, but he shook me loose and called out to whoever it was, taunting them. I thought he was nuts. Then we heard it, that hyena sound echoing in the concrete maze. It grew louder, and for the first time that day, Steve gave pause. That's when we saw it. At the end of this long corridor, a massive figure emerged. The flashlight wasn't strong enough to get a good look, but it was definitely an animal, prowling on all fours. It was huge, with stringy black fur and this wolf-like face. Steve took a picture, and when it flashed, a hyena laugh erupted from its throat as it stood up on its hind legs. That's when we saw that its upper body was actually human-like, with arms that put Dwayne the Rock Johnson to shame. This thing was huge, maybe seven feet tall. Steve screamed and we both turned and ran. We heard the creature galloping behind us, closer and closer. We finally made it to the entrance, slammed the door shut, and kept going down the narrow trail. As we ran, we heard that hyena sound again, and something in the bushes behind us. Who knows if it was the same creature from the bunker, or another one. We finally made it to the main trail, but we kept going until we got to the car. Nothing followed us. We stood there in silence for a few minutes as we caught our breath. I had a hard time processing what just happened, but Steve burst into a wide grin. He was excited about what we saw, and that he had proof to prove those conspiracies. Then the color drained from his face as he searched for his phone with all the pictures. It was gone. He probably dropped it somewhere in the bunker or the forest. I told him there's no way in hell we're going back. He got angry at me and demanded to know why I hadn't taken any pictures. All I could do was shrug. I got an earful from him as we got into the car and drove back. He kept his word, though. I enjoyed the pizza from Jets. Turns out, I worked up an appetite after almost getting attacked by a dogman. A week later, Steve told me that the Reddit thread had been deleted. He thought our encounter had something to do with it, like maybe the military was still watching that place. I thought it was for the better. No one should be snooping around there anyways. I grew up around Point Pleasant. As a kid, the Mothman was ubiquitous. Everyone had a story. Relatives, neighbors, friends, brothers, roommates, you get the idea. Just hearing about it always gave me the chills. My parents divorced when I was young, and me and my mom eventually moved out of Point Pleasant. I was an only child and I'd spent summers with my dad. I loved him, but I didn't feel like I was that connected with him back then. He used to take me camping a lot. He was an outdoorsman and he loved introducing me to the beauty of nature. It was okay, but honestly, I would have rather watched movies or played video games. During one of our trips, I wandered from our site to gather wood for a fire. The sun had already gone down and it was getting pretty dark. I wandered a bit too far, and as I looked around, I didn't see my dad or our tent. That's when I heard this strange clicking sound coming from up in the trees. I looked up and froze. 
dropping the sticks in my hands. A shadowy figure was perched high in the branches, maybe about twenty feet up. Two glowing red eyes pierced the darkness, staring right at me. They were big and round, and I remember being held under their spell, like I was hypnotized or something. I was convinced it was the Mothman. The branches creaked as the creature stood up and spread its massive wings. It swooped down from the tree, shrieking. I ducked and covered my eyes and felt this gust of wind as it skimmed over me. I stayed curled up in a ball, screaming, until I felt my dad pick me up and hug me. I said it was the Mothman as I sobbed uncontrollably. He calmed me down and we walked back to our tent, where he cooked us dinner of hot dogs and canned beans. We ate in silence, and he could tell that I was still bothered by the experience. We heard an owl in the trees. And he said a lot of times, owls are mistaken for the Mothman. He took out a flashlight and shined it around the trees, trying to find the owl. Sure enough, he caught it, and its eyes reflected this orange-red glow. The owl flew off after being identified, but I was sure the creature I saw was much bigger. I asked him what the Mothman was. He thought for a moment, then he said it was a force of nature that we just don't understand. But it shouldn't be feared. Instead, it should be revered and respected. I never heard of the Mothman described that way, and I asked him if he ever saw it himself. He paused thoughtfully, smiled, and shook his head no. Normally after dinner, we'd stargaze and my dad would point out the constellations, but I just went into the tent and tried to go to sleep. That night, I had a horrible dream with a vivid imagery of fire broken glass, and twisted metal. At the time, I had no idea what it meant, but it was so real. I woke up screaming. Once again, my dad had to calm me down. When I told him about my dream, he gave me a strange look. We weren't scheduled to leave until the following afternoon, but I was so unnerved I begged him to go home early. My dad was a good sport and didn't complain. As we packed up our stuff, I felt guilty and apologized for ruining the trip. He reassured me that everything would be okay and that we'd make up for it with the movie night. As soon as we got onto Route 62, I felt much better. The next day, we were watching TV in the afternoon and a breaking news story interrupted the program. Apparently, there was a major pileup on Route 62 after a big rig overturned. Several cars were involved and there were fatalities. It stopped traffic in both directions for hours. My dad commented that it happened on the same route that we took home. If we stuck to our schedule and left the campground when we were originally supposed to, we very well could have been involved in that accident. He continued watching the news in silence before finally turning to me and admitting that he did see the Mothman once when he was in high school. At least he thought he did. He and some friends were driving along Route 62 one night. They were drag racing. He knew it was a stupid thing to do, but they were just teenagers. Suddenly, a winged creature started following them. No matter how fast they drove, it easily kept up. He said it was dark and that he couldn't make out its features, but he never forgot its large glowing eyes. He and his friends slowed down and the creature disappeared. That night, he had a dream exactly like the one I had. He thought it was a warning and vowed never to race again. 
Unfortunately, his friend died in a car wreck a few weeks later while drag racing. One of the things that you hear about the Mothman is that he brings doom. Like the infamous Silver Bridge collapse in 1967, that more or less introduced him. While some blamed him for that event and other tragedies over the years, my dad believed that the Mothman was just an omen. How you interpret it is entirely up to you. I know some will say he's evil personified, a servant of the devil or something like that. I don't think he's good or evil. He just is. He doesn't pick sides. But if you see him, set aside your fear and pay attention to what he's trying to tell you. I don't know what I actually saw that night in the forest. It was dark and my overactive kid imagination immediately saw a monster. But like my dad said, and even proved, it could have been an owl. I can't help but think that the sighting in my dreams were the Mothman trying to warn me, just like he warned my dad. I wondered how many other people he appeared to, and how many of them listened. The relationship between me and my dad changed that summer. We became closer. I guess sharing bizarre experiences will do that. I haven't seen the Mothman since, but I haven't been afraid either. My dad is old now, and we don't go camping like we used to, but I cherish every moment with him. In some way, the Mothman taught me that. Life is fleeting, and never take it for granted. Hey Donovan, the stories on your channel always intrigue me. People have had some pretty crazy experiences. I'm especially drawn to the ones in our great country's national parks. In the vast wilderness, mountains, and deserts, there's bound to be things hidden that we're just unaware of. I can attest to this and would like to share my story. I'm a ranger at the Porcupine Mountain Wilderness State Park, also known as the Porkies, off the shores of Lake Superior, Michigan. It was recently ranked the best state park in the country, even beating out parks in Hawaii. Its beauty is breathtaking. My favorite time of the year is fall because of the fiery autumn colors. It's home to picturesque lakes and hiking trails and rivers and waterfalls, even an abandoned mine and a ghost town. In the winter, the skiing is incredible. It's the biggest state park in Michigan and home to a lot of wildlife, such as black bears, white-tailed deers, timber wolves, and moose. But sometimes you hear stories of other more mysterious things that lurk in the Porkies. Believe it or not, Lake Superior has its very own resident lake monster, known as Pessy. And while I do have a story about that, I'll save it for another day. This story is about something else that resides in the woods. One summer, we received reports of vandalism at the abandoned copper mine in Ghost Town, which is in more of a remote area of the park. There's a trail to the falls that passes by many of the old mine ruins and abandoned shafts. These are fenced off with signs due to heavy safety and preservation concerns. I was sent to check it out and was surprised to see one of the mine shaft structures pretty badly damaged. The strange thing was, it looked like something burst out from the inside of the shaft with rocks and rubble scattered about. As I looked around, I made out what appeared to be large footprints in the dirt leading to the surrounding woods. Once in a while, we do get reports of Sasquatch sightings, but they always turn out to be nothing. 
At the time, I had trouble believing this could actually be a Sasquatch, but I took pictures of the prints and reported it to my supervisor. Against my better judgment, I followed the footprints to see where they went, but the further I went into the woods, the more obscure they became. I was able to make out some broken branches and other telltale signs of something lumbering through here, but then I caught a whiff of this horrible stench, like rotting meat. I kept going deeper into the woods and finally came across a carcass of a bear. It looked like it had been dead for only a few days. It was partially eaten, but what made me nervous was that the bear was torn apart with a ferocity that I had never seen before. I couldn't imagine what could possibly do that to a bear, but it had to be massive and powerful. I finally decided it was time to get out of there. As I hustled back to the main trail, I was assaulted by another pungent stench, even worse than the carcass. It was the overwhelming smell of urine, wet dog, and sulfur. Then I heard this strange whooping sound nearby. Just thinking about it as I write this sends chills up my spine. It didn't sound like any animal I was familiar with. Something about it was just so primal. I quickened my pace and finally got to the trail in the ruins. I stopped for a moment to catch my breath, but I was suddenly pelted with rocks, and it was coming from somewhere in the trees, but I couldn't see who or what was doing it. I heard that sound again, closer this time, and I took off as fast as I could. Whatever it was didn't seem to follow me, but it didn't stop until I got back to my truck. I raced to the ranger station and reported everything to my supervisor and showed him the pictures. He listened but didn't say a word, and I couldn't tell if he believed me or not. Together, we looked at trail cam footage in that area, and while we didn't see anything definitive, we did see a large figure covered in hair lurking in the foliage. It was too broad and humanoid to be a bear. My supervisor grabbed copies of the pictures from my phone but then he told me to delete them immediately. I was confused, but he insisted I do it right in front of him. He was serious, and for my own job security, I did what I was told. He said not to tell anyone about it for the time being. The next day, he calls me into his office and reiterates that, that the DNT Parks and Recreation wanted to keep the situation quiet, as they didn't want to scare tourists and visitors unnecessarily. I reminded him of the mutilated bear carcass and said that it might actually be necessary after all. He just told me that it would be handled and we were to stay out of it. Camping areas and hiking trails around the falls, the Little Iron River, and Lost Creek were temporarily closed. I noticed some military vehicles driving into the area with armed men dressed in camo. At first, I thought it was the National Guard but there were no markings on the vehicles or their uniforms. I tried to follow them, but I was immediately stopped and told to stay away. A few days later, my supervisor informed me that the situation was resolved, whatever that meant, and the camping areas and hiking trails were reopened. I went back to the old mine ruins and was surprised to see that the destroyed mineshaft structure had been rebuilt, a bit haphazard but close enough to the way it was before. The creature was never seen again. I don't know what happened to it, but I shudder to think what those armed men might have done. Who knows where it actually came from, 
but maybe it lived in the abandoned mines. I couldn't help but to think that maybe there were more of them down there, and that one day they could rise up again. That sounds crazy, I know. I kept a vigilant watch in that area ever since, but thankfully, we haven't had any issues. Not yet, at least.